This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, Spider VPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favorite websites and streams by using Spider VPN. They have some amazing offers right now and have come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Hey! A very, very big happy welcome. We've got smiles. I've got a smile on my face today. You know, the pain of the recent weeks surpassed by that late joy at Stanford Bridge. Yes, we didn't win, but we went in with hope. We wanted to see fight. We wanted to see a performance. We wanted to see passion. We wanted to see goals. We wanted to see team spirit. And we got it in droves. A 97th minute Captain Fantastic Connor Cody equaliser in front of the away fans, the Wolves away fans, who again travelled in droves. The second latest Premier League goal uh, in Wolves history. And we were there to uh, enjoy it. And oh boy, did we celebrate it. We had a fantastic day. I went down with um, the producer, um, with uh, Diogo Paul, with uh, Chris the Gaff, and John the German Ballock. He looks like the German Ballock. And we had a fantastic day. And if you've not watched the match vlog, oh my God, you need to watch it. It's brilliant. And our, our reaction after the game. We've got some stories. When Paul comes on, we'll talk about uh, the story. But we're going to be talking about that game. We're going to be uh, asking some key questions regarding... Um, we've been calling for him, haven't we? Chiquino. 
Trincao was a man possessed. You know, in positive changes. We went to a back four uh, and it made a big difference. Morgan Gibbs-White has won Sheffield United Player of the Year and Young Player of the Year. Connor Roden's been doing amazing. Good. There's lots to talk about and we're going to be looking ahead to Manchester City and, of course, uh, Norwich as well. And we're going to be also asking tonight another key question. Your favourite sweet. Not pudding or cake, your favourite sweets that you like. So, the pundits have a listen about that. And we're going to get straight on uh, with bringing on Diogo straight away onto the thing. We've onto the channel. Paul, hi. How's it going? <laughs> Mate, good. And I do want to say a massive big thank you again to Spider Miner, um, who are powering the show. They support us every single week. Please support them by clicking on the link below and checking out what they can do for you in terms of your VPNs and a little bit of, um, I think they, they've got a new crypto thing, Spider Miner, which is uh, you plug in and it mines your crypto if you're into that sort of thing. Paul, we're going to get you uh, nice and full on the page because we've got a, uh, we've you're the uh, we've got the landscape. We've also got the latest competition from Football Prizes, which is a Raoul shirt coming up, and I'll give you details on that as well. Paul, mate, what a day yesterday! When I spent the day with this young man and his dad and Balak and the producer yesterday, uh, we met just um, just after nine o'clock. We got. We all got back about 10 o'clock, just in time to watch Match of the Day, kick our heels up and watch that. Paul, talk me through your day yesterday. It was a long day, but it was really enjoyable from start to finish. And it's exactly the kind of thing I'm going to miss when the season finishes in a few weeks' time. Um, I mean, what what we make it about is more than just the result, don't we? I mean, it's nice to have a stop-off on the way and always um, get sent a nice packed lunch down from... Uh, from uh, from my stepmother, so I'm oh, very grateful for that. And if you've not, if I don't know if you've watched the vlog back yet, Paul, you might not have had a chance yet. But um, if you like, if you like your pack lunches, <laughs> check out the pack lunch that was in my boot yesterday because we talked through it, and it's uh, it. This is on. This is when we just arrived uh, in um, near the ground, and we had a little bit of a bite to eat. My goodness me, it's a feast. And it's on the vlog. Uh, a lot of people saying evening to you, Paul, um, in the uh, the thing as well. So that's good. Let us know where you're watching. We're already up to 60. Please share it on your socials, on your Facebook and WhatsApp groups as well. And let's see whether we can't get over 100 thumbs up and likes on the video. That would be amazing. So, yeah, it was a, it was a long day, you were saying, Paul, but worth it. Definitely. It's just good to spend it with like-minded people and, like I said, make a whole day of it rather than it just being about the result. That added to the day um, nicely yesterday. Not not just the result, but I suppose the excitement generated in the last 15 minutes or so. Oh. So all in all, I like you and like a lot of people, I woke up with a spring in my step this morning and first thing I did was... Um, put match today on with the kids and and watch that. Yeah, it has to be done, mate. And uh, Paul Harris is saying you're a true 
football analysis. Obviously, um, we had our instant reaction straight after. Well, we've got a story we can tell about that, Paul. You tell the story of uh, we, we literally set up, we walked out, we got a little spot, we set up to start recording, and then what happened? After the match. Yeah, after the match. Yeah, um, so we're trying to record pretty much right outside the away end, aren't we, after the match? And um, you've got your mic set up, producers got us all good to go, and an overzealous Chelsea security guard says, you can't film here, you haven't got accreditation. So um, I couldn't believe, my jaw just dropped. I'm not sure on what grounds or what they (laughs) thought we were going to do that was wrong. But all we were going to do is a post-match reaction video, well outside the away end, but he had to move us about um, 100 yards up the road. And then they, they followed us, didn't they, to make sure that we moved? They, followed, they literally there. followed us until we were on the... There's these bollards where the uh, just off the road and we had to stand just to the side of the bollards. It was, um, it was crazy. It was like... I've, I've, we've recorded so many uh, match reactions, which we do for you guys, because I know you religiously look out for them within try and get them up within half an hour of the game. So we come out the match and um, record the reaction. So you've got our initial thoughts. We try and give you a man of the match. We try and give you some in-depth analysis. Uh, we give you our performance rating. And we literally had to move. It was just bizarre. I've never had it before. It was just crazy. It was crazy. I didn't know what to say. I just laughed because I just could not see what, what their problem was. But... It was some jobs worth. And he, he did have a day glow on, didn't he, Paul? John Bradbury yeah. had a day As long as it on. made him feel important, then, uh, you know, then, then that's all good, isn't it? But, yeah, we managed to get somewhere. And um, we were getting a lot of attention, actually, when we were recording the video in the new place. So many people behind the producer were videoing us. I don't know if it's because we're in London. Maybe there's a lot of uh, day trippers there or whatever, but... I never quite noticed that because you probably noticed that a little bit more than me because obviously when I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing the, uh, the, obviously hosting the, uh, the instant reaction, I'm obviously talking and I'm concentrating on you guys, aren't I? Yeah. Uh, Making sure that everyone gets a chance to talk. So obviously when I'm over, probably over and I was talking to your dad or Balak, you were probably having a scanning. And uh, and I didn't really, I personally, I didn't notice it, but you said there was quite a few people that were videoing us videoing. That's it, yeah. Loads of people wanting to shake our hands and, and talk to us. And it's quite interesting just to hang around for a bit after the game. And nice to see Ruben as well, uh, stroll past with his wife. Well, and, you, and... yeah, you spotted Ruben because you were just literally doing a FaceTime with your daughters. Yeah, at the time, weren't you? And like outside, just after we've done the instant reaction, I was literally doing the upload, literally from the street up onto YouTube, and then I missed it again, oblivious as I am, focusing on doing all this stuff, and then Ruben Neves, Deb, Deborah, all his family come, that they all come, the entourage comes walking past, don't know whilst we're there, and you, uh, you say a few words in Spanish to them, don't you? Or Portuguese, even yeah, but Portuguese, yeah, sorry, yeah, <laughs> Portuguese, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a great, great day overall, and it was just that feeling of, like you said, although it wasn't three points, it did feel a bit euphoric having had such a flat rest of the of April, Villa game aside, 
Um, it was nice to feel those feelings again of of hope and happiness and excitement, and that certainly came through in those last fifteen minutes yesterday. Fantastic. Joe says he's seen you looking around, Paul. The people in the background too. Absolutely fantastic, mate. It was it was brilliant. Day. I mean, I absolutely love it when we uh, when we go on the uh, the trips with you and uh, and the guys. Obviously, we even when we don't, we're trying to get you meet up so you can get on the instant reaction. You come in a, a regular on the channel. I know when you were doing the um, samosa Saturday with your daughters the week yeah. before. Um, you were obviously a roving uh, collector, and you had yeah. quite a few people, didn't you? That came up and said some nice things to you whilst you were you were doing that. I did, yeah. It's always appreciated, and I do apologise if I don't put an um, a name to the face, you know, from from who you are. Don't you know? Feel free to introduce yourself to me because I often only see a name on the screen or whatever on this, so. Um, appreciate the nice comments and people are always so friendly. Um, and that was, that's, and Samosa Saturday was a success, but that was one thing that I took from it as well, that a few people were coming up talking about the show that, that you do on here and saying some nice things about, about that. That was really nice. Yeah, there was some really positive, uh, we had some really positive feedback yesterday, which is, which is nice. And on the whole, 99.9% .9 is really, really great. You get the odd one or two that, you get the odd hater or whatever it is, but that's what you're going to get, I'm guessing. But yeah. generally, you get some really brilliant feedback. And there was a load of the fans yesterday were like really, really, uh, really nice about the, the stuff that we do and everything. So it really is appreciated. And we have a great community on here. And that's the uh, the thing that we go to. Mobile Gamer has made a comment, uh, said, Hi, Dave, we missed, we deserved the reward. Looking forward to the sitting game. We have to be up for it. Can't wait to see the atmosphere this Saturday and, of course, um, on Wednesday night. Mate, we're going to talk about the game. Uh, obviously, the, the, the day was brilliant. So, I mean, I've got to tell you as well, we're going to come back to the... We're going to talk through the game and then we'll come back to the trip back because they, they're brilliant in the back because we we uh, we they've, they've got... Balak brings his iPad and he's got live... But two games on on the way back and there's there's commentary going on as well, everything... But like, how did you feel about the uh, about the game as a whole in terms of the way we started the game okay. in the first half? For those who've watched much of the day, I don't think that painted an accurate picture of the first half. No, it showed Dendonka's chance where he should have scored right on half time after a good uh, run by Neto. But actually, um, I think we contained Chelsea pretty well and probably. I felt a little bit aggrieved that we hadn't gone one nil uh, in at half time. One nil up. There was a size header from a set piece as well. Eight Nuri had a good run and chance, which I think it did show when they were analysing how open Chelsea were on match of the day. So at half time, I was obviously really pleased. And then Donker chance as well. Yeah, I mean, Saar made a couple of what I'd call like routine saves. And they had the goal chalked off correctly for VAR uh, offside from a from a set piece. But considering they're like champions of the world, as they like to keep reminding everybody, it wasn't like <laughs> they were getting in, getting in behind us. Uh, it wasn't like it was um, loads of crazy goal mouth action. It was a pretty contained first half. And that stat about we haven't conceded a first half goal away from home since Leicester on the opening day of the season. 
that is something to be really proud of. Um, is that since the opening day of the season? We've not conceded in a way first half goals. Seventeen games now. Yeah, That's it's nice. a it's a tremendous stat. It means that it keeps us in the game. Yeah, and and having had such a bad performance the week before where we weren't in the game at all. At half time, I was feeling pretty positive. I thought, okay, now we've got a platform. Um, we've shown that we can create some some chances and also give a bit of threat ourselves. But I did feel that we had a couple more gears to go through. Um, so that's how I felt at half time. And then soon after that optimism and, and hope had evaporated after giving them two goals. I think that's only what what you can say about it. Um, it's funny because um, the producers, after the first goal went in, the first words out of her mouth was, now we need to show a reaction. And, <laughs> and, and, and literally, as we say that, obviously, you know, Leclerco goes through and scores the second. It's a, a rare mistake from Connor Cody. And at that point, you're like, oh. But the changes that were made... Um, made a real impact. We've 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 talked about on this this show, haven't we? About Chiquino. About Chiquino, every time we've seen him and he's come on for bit parts, he's so positive. He literally goes on a run, he gets to try and pass his man. Even if he doesn't get past his man, he's positive. And if boy can that young man cross a ball. So I, I put a, a post out on social and someone put a stat saying he'd done 78 minutes football since he was moved over, and he's he's had three assists. Three assists, it's something like an average of an assist every 23 minutes. It's it's insane. And I'll put, imagine if he was on the pitch for longer. Adama Traore, we look, you know, you love or you hate and what have you, it creates chaos. It's created more... More assists in twenty eight in in seventy eight minutes than Adama has. That's crazy. Well, there's growing weight of evidence now that they can't ignore. They can't ignore him. I can't really see a reason for for leaving him out. I've heard people describe him as raw. I don't think that's a fair description because that to me paints a picture of someone who hasn't got a first touch or who hasn't got any control or skill who can just run. That's not the case with him. Um, as we've seen from his deliveries into the box, that requires a lot of skill. So I don't like the label of raw that's been given to him. Um, I'm not sure whether, I mean, you might talk about this later on. I don't, I'm not sure whether he will start against Man City, but he's knocking hard on the manager's door with his output to say, you can't ignore me. Um, and it, it does make me wonder if he's got a different remit to other players because he sends in way more crosses than what anyone else does. And I'd like to know, is that down to the instructions that he's given or does he just do it anyway because that's what his strength is? Because I think I can, I can imagine Neto doing the same on the other side if he's instructed to do that rather than keep coming inside and... And, and playing narrow, Neto's strength for me is going past people on the outside. Like, like he did with the uh, when he in, in the first half when he forced the keeper to make a save and the donk missed, which was an open goal. Yeah, and I've been very critical about the lack of 
the lack of balls we put into the box. You can't score goals if the ball's not in the box. And we seem to have found a player who has that as one of his real strengths. And I want to see us um, really tap into that because I think you'll see Jimenez benefit from that as well. You can say what you want about is his heading as good as, as what it was before his before his injury. But it's not always about scoring headers from crosses. It's about, I mean, Man City, the, the masters of putting balls into the box. They're on the floor as well. So it doesn't have to always be a centre forward. Out, Newcastle today, aren't they? Yeah. It doesn't have to be about a centre forward out jumping a defender and scoring a header. It's about the it delivery can... and the timing of the run and the space. Exactly. So it needs to be more of a feature in I our think, game. I think you scored a few goals from midfield back in the day, didn't you, Paul? Well, yeah, <laughs> I might have done. <laughs> but um, You've I think very, we, very I saw modest. a stat recently that we were second from bottom in in terms of balls into the box. And I see that as a big area for us to try and develop next season if we want to score more goals. We've talked about this, haven't we, when we went, when we've gone away. There's, you said there's like an instruction not to cross the ball. If you don't get into sort of thing, you then go back and go the other side. And yeah. you see what happens when you start putting the ball into an opposition's box. Panic occurs. They're kicking the ball out. You get the second ball. If the delivery's there. And the thing with Chiquino is he must have tried to deliver it in the, I, I don't know, how long was he on? 13, 14, 15 minutes? In the time, he must have tried to deliver seven or eight crosses. You know, yeah. every single time he was crossing. And the, the rest of the team started to follow. We're going to come on to Saiz. There's a few people that uh, said about Saiz. Uh, is he a liability? Is it time to go? We talked about this a little bit. We're going to come on to that in a bit. I'm going to ask all the uh, the pundits this. Um, but aside from uh, Chiquino, we had Wang that came on and we had Trincao. Trincao was like a man possessed. Absolute yeah. man possessed. He was like, he was everywhere. At one point, he was running back to his own, uh, in his own half and putting a crunching tackle. I've never seen him do that. No, he did. He was like, his life depended on the results. And it wasn't just about running around a lot. He showed real quality as well. The goal was fantastic. With his goal. The keeper didn't even move. It was an absolute rocket past him. And he was unlucky not to get a second one five minutes later. I think when I've watched it back on match of the day, it seemed like maybe Thiago Silva he got actually got, back of his heel. got a little block on it. And did. I've watched it back. And the other thing is, guys, if you watch the match vlog that I've put up, I've got a brilliant angle of the Trincao goal. Right, we're smack centre the, behind the goal. We've got a brilliant angle, and you can see how it fires into the back of the net. And we've also got the uh, the, the one just after, as you say, when he's got the mm. ball and it, it, it just deflects wide. We've got some real great footage of that. So, um, from within the crowd as well. So, make sure you watch it back. But, like, he was absolutely fantastic. And also, he, he passed it. When he got the ball on the edge of the books, it, it, I think I believe it was Trincao that knocked the ball out to Chiquino for him to make that cross for Cody. Correct, it was, yeah. And everyone else seemed to get, like, it seemed to be infectious, that because Dendonka, who hadn't had a kick for 70 minutes, all of a sudden was actually having an active role in the game. Matinho all of a sudden, came into the game. Um, and I don't know what happened to Chelsea, but... What formation just... were we playing at the end, Paul? 
maybe a f- four. Was it four two three one? I think so. Yeah. Um, who knows what he wants to play? Yeah, it seemed like Trinko was playing off Jimenez with Chiquinho on the right, Dendonka and Matinho in the middle. So yeah, it was a four-two-three-one, which I think a lot of fans would like to see uh, utilised more, perhaps even at, at the end of this season and definitely going into next. And do you think this is why you, when when he switched to the back four and? You said on the instant reaction, one of the things that you said, it was like a light switch. Yeah. It was was like this. It was like this, look. It was like this. It was like a light switch was turned on. All of a sudden, there's a click, and everyone just clicks. And don't forget, our king player, our star player, Neves, at this point, has been taken off the pitch. Obviously, he got 75 minutes. And it was like, do... Is the reason that the likes of Trincao isn't at times performing, is it because he's being played in the wrong system? And when he's played in a system like this, all of a sudden it just clicks into place for him because he seems so comfortable on the ball, so confident. And I, th- I think if it had gone on for another five minutes, Wolves would have won that game. Yeah, I do. And you said about the system, I think that's one reason. I think the other one is the mindset. Of, yeah. of the players. I mean, you can't tell me at Newcastle in the first half, we were trying to score a goal. You can't, nobody can tell me that because we didn't get over the halfway line with any numbers. No. But it seemed like they just thought the players, well, do you know what? We've got nothing to lose. We're going to go all out attack. And it seemed to be, we can we can affect this now. We can We can make something happen. The shackles were off. The players who'd been held in this rigid defensive position all of a sudden had been released. And it was like, wow, these are different players all of a sudden now. It was, mate. And I mean, we've got to ask the question. I'm going to ask it for um, Speedy, Lucy and Sam as well. Sam always will always uh, say how it is and <laughs> how Sam is. Um, but, like, I'm going to ask you, Romain Saïs, Um Second penalty is given away in two weeks. Wolves have conceded 10 penalties this season, which is more than any other side. Um, silly penalty to give away, really. Um, he came off towards the end. He's out of contract at the end of the season. He's a brilliant character. He's been an amazing servant. What Would, would, would you play him again this season? No. I think that's the short answer. He made two mistakes in that penalty. The first one was trying to shepherd the ball out against arguably the strongest player in the league. That's a mistake. And then the next mistake was once he realised he'd lost it, you could see he just basically stuck his foot out and tripped him up, which was not a good decision at all. And I think a lot of fans didn't want to see him start that match anyway, so it just compounded the misery. Oh, I wanted to see Totti Gomez. Yeah, I just like I, I, I wanted to the Chiquino, they're young players. They've, you know, they Totti Gomez. I don't think did anything wrong. Soyuz has come back in. He hasn't been the same since the Afcon. I do love Soyuz. He's a real character. He's been a brilliant, brilliant servant for the club. But when you look at the back three, it's Soyuz, Cody, and Bolly. That's the same back three we were playing four years ago in the Championship. I think Connor Cody was magnificent yesterday. Yes, he made a mistake, 
for the second goal where he passed it out to Matias. I think he was trying to go and it went wrong and we conceded a goal. But he did more interceptions. There's, there's another piece on my blog where he gets a crunching tackle block and he comes up in the 97th minute and he scored. I mean, how many goals has Co Cody scored this year? Four, I think. Raul Jimenez is the top scorer on six. Connor Cody's a central defender and he scored four. You know, and he does come forward a lot more under Bruno Large. But what a fantastic header. And it wasn't even from a set piece. I thought it just stayed up from a corner. But I think he actually starts the move in our half. And I think you just sit, watch him and think, do you know what? I'm just going to make a, make a run in the box and hope it comes in. And he says that in his post-match interview. He said, I was just hoping that Chiquinho would get the ball and, and get it in. And that's exactly what happened. And he gambled. And he really attacked it like with desire. Oh, and, and the cele the celebration at the end, mate, when they're all jumping into the crowd, and it's like it divide problems, all this. It's all like everyone was together again. And sometimes, you know, I mean, I think the Leeds result really kicked us in the teeth. I think losing that game, you know, sucked a lot out of us. Especially, it was a late goal, wasn't it? And when you do get a, a late goal like you did against, um, you know, the Arsenal was late as well when we conceded yeah. them. But when you get a, a late goal in your favour like that and the performance and how, I mean, Chelsea were literally rocking. They were literally a boxer on yeah. the ropes. The walls were just <laughs> lashing up, looking for the knockout punch. We got one. And that's why I say, had the bell not rang, I do think we'd have got it. And to be fair to the Chelsea fans, we had quite a few Chelsea fans that came up That's to right. us um, after we'd done our recording and whilst we were there. And they were, they were really good, weren't they? And they, they were, were very, saying how well we played. Very honest. No sour grapes. Um, none of them came up and said, you got lucky there, lads. They said, well played. You gave a really good account of yourself and uh, fully deserved to get at least a point. Absolutely. And, um, you know, so let's, we're going to talk before we get onto the journey over and what happened next, and then we're going to move on. Uh, Paul, you know, we've got to ask you the key questions. Uh, you, obviously, you, you got, if you watch the instant reaction, you saw what Paul said there, but you, you might have changed your mind on reflection. But your performance rating and your man of the match? I probably still stick to a seven when I take the whole 90 minutes into account. Um, yeah, the last I think you gave me seven point five, didn't you? Was it a seven or seven point five? I stick to a seven. I think it was you that gave a seven point five. But yeah. um, the last, I mean, the last uh, fifteen oh, yeah. minutes would have been a nine or even maybe a ten because it was electric. The last fifteen minutes, um, I stick with Chiquinho as my man of the match because he had the biggest impact from our point of view. But I agree with what you said about Connor, not just his goal, but he mopped up so much at the back. We would miss him so much if he wasn't playing. And I, I think he was excellent yesterday as well. He was, and it was a complete thing. Your favourite sweet? I don't eat sweets, but one thing, if it counts, are Mentos. Mentos, they can count. Yeah, I, like mint, but I won't touch sweets, pick and mix, nothing like that. I don't know. I just I find them you too sweet. You talking to me yesterday about weaning me off the sugar and my tea. I'm, I'm going to do fun. that. By the end of next season, you won't be having sugar in your tea. Emma's been trying for a while. 
<laughs> but I do have sweetener there. Okay, mate. And we uh, let's we talk about the journey back. So on the journey back, we've we've walked back. We've done our we've done our reaction. Um, you know, Paul's spoken a bit of Portuguese to uh, Ruben and family. I think Deborah Lawrence um, she smiled at you and nodded, didn't she, and said thank you back or something. I think like she just that. about understood my attempt at Portuguese. Yeah, but yeah. Um... So then we have a wonder back to the car after quite a chat after the, uh, the thing because some chappy reporter gave you a, a program for your daughters. If we get back to the car, we have another cup of tea and a few sandwiches. Uh, to the picnic's still not gone. Then we're driving back, and then on the way back, you got the three lads in the back. They've got the um, the first game on, which was I'm not sure what what was it. Was that the Liverpool game? The first. One it was, was Brighton dismantling Man United. Brighton dismantling Man United. So we got that. we got that. We get to the services to have a, a break and a cup of tea. And as we're walking into the services, literally we've got out the car and we're walking in the entrance. Who do we see? We saw a familiar face. Um, we saw uh, Mr. Jeff Shee strolling out of Warwick services. Um, the first top. thing that you did was go over to him and say, oh, I want to tell you about my, my channel. <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't deny that he hadn't watched it as well. Um, but he, he seems like a very shy and quiet man. He was happy to have a quick chat and a smile with us. But equally, you could tell he didn't really want to hang around. Because he was on his he own. I was get... really surprised he was on his own. I think he... I've seen him on his own quite a bit going to away games. And I shook his hand and, and thanked him for what he'd done so far for our club. I mean, you can... We all want him to put his hand in his pocket and splash out in the summer, but you can't deny under Fosun we've moved forward massively. So um, he's a shy man. He seems like quite a private man. He didn't want to get into a big discussion with us, but he was happy to have a quick chat. We didn't even get a photo with him. Did we? we were literally just like, oh, my God. He literally, you know, he's, you could just see the beam on his face when he saw us walking towards him as he was coming out of the services. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could have got us around in Starbucks, couldn't he? To be honest, but um, yeah, if we got there a bit earlier, we could have like, oh, yeah. all right, Jeff sat there at his table and got how you doing? Just got the camera out, right? <laughs> but he was, he was lovely, and we, uh, we obviously we were really nice to him and uh, and everything. And uh, let's hope he, you know, as we all want in the summer, there's some investment. We talked about that a lot on the last one. Uh, uh, before we just move on uh, to Speedy, who's coming up next. Because uh, he'll have all his stats. Um, Paul Morgan Gibbs White has been named Sheffield United Young Player and Player of the Season. Uh, Trinkow was fantastic yesterday. You know, Adama's not getting any time at Barcelona. You know, what are your thoughts on uh, all three of those after yesterday? The first thing about Gibbs White is it depends if Sheffield United get promoted. If they get promoted. They'll want him, but they'll have to stump up quite a lot of money, I think. That really, everything's in our favour with that deal. Um, personally, I hope they don't get promoted and that he comes back and he gets a proper run in the side next year. What more do you want him to do um, this year? He's gone on loan to a good championship uh, side. He scored 12 goals. He's got plenty of assists. Um Surely Seven that's assists, what, 12 goals. Yeah, that's what the loan is designed to do. It's designed to showcase his talent, to prove that he can um, 
have output, if you like, numbers, goals, assists. He's done that. So it's it's make or break. And I think he deserves a good run in the side uh, next year. And I think particularly if it's a 4-2-3-1 formation, that will really play into his hands as well. Um, with regards to Trincao, I've seen flashes, as we all have, of his undoubted skill that he has. Personally, I wouldn't be signing him still at the moment. But would, you, would you have him on another loan? What I would suggest is that there's another loan because maybe over the last few months, he started to adapt to the English game. If the shackles are off the team in general next year, will we see more? Would we see a better version of him? I think so. So um, I still wouldn't be stumping up a big chunk of our budget on him, but I'd be having another look, I think, um, because I don't think we're going to see Traore again play for us um, because with the 12 months on his contract, they've got to sell if he's not going to sign. Well, um, Neil White basically has said MGW sell him. And um, Joe makes a very good point. Mason mounted Derby now in the Chelsea team. And that's exactly the result, really. I mean, that you ideally want from uh, Morgan Givois. He's English as well. Um, he's had an incredible season. He's a local lad from Stafford. Yes, he's had issues. Yes, he's probably made mistakes. But if he's gone to Sheffield United and played regular football, got stronger, got more, so much game time, and the Championship is an unforgiving uh, league. It's a tough league. And if he's grown up there and he comes back to Wolves, uh, uh, you know, twice the player, I think Wolves would be absolutely nuts uh, not to uh, be looking at seeing how he can fit into a system because you don't become player of the season in a team like Sheffield United, young player and player of the season, their best player. Um, and when they went there, they were struggling and turn their season around yeah. and be rubbish. And to, to turn around and say, yeah, just sell him. I, that's a, that's a, You're entitled to an opinion, but I just think you're basing that on what was. You've got to base it on what, how Bruno wants to play and what how he can fit into the system, like what you say. So I personally agree. I hope Sheffield United get knocked out in the semi-finals. Uh, he's learned a lot. And then we don't have that issue when he comes back and then they can have a proper look at him and really try and fit him into the system. Let's face it, we need forward-thinking midfielders. And if we've yeah. got one of our own that can do that as well, that's going to save a bit of budget that we can in invest in other areas. I'm not saying don't get another midfielder because I think we're going to need at least another one like that Polina or Sanchez or someone coming yeah. in. But I think Morgan is there, Luke Kundal's there, depending on obviously what happens with Martino and Nevis and Dendonka. I think he'd be. Uh, I think we'd be madness not to to try and um, get the benefit of that loan. Yeah, I mean there is an argument to sell him because his stock is high. He's coming off the back of an excellent season. If he doesn't want to be here, um, because he wants guaranteed first team football, it would be a good time to sell him. But I don't think they should sell him because he's proven over the course of a year that he's that he's worth a go. You can't say he's proven at Premier League yet because he just simply hasn't had the minutes and chances um, to do that. But we have seen some flashes at Premier League level. The assist against Chelsea a couple of years ago, a good goal against Brighton. 
last year as well at home. So I'm all for giving him a run in the side, but I do see the argument of selling while while his stock is high as well. I think you're absolutely right, Matt. I think he makes some brilliant points, as always, Paul. And if you've not seen the match vlog, go check it out uh, and the instant reaction after the show. It's some brilliant comments. It's a fantastic match vlog. And uh, we've got uh, looking ahead to City. Um, before we move on to Speedy quickly, would you make any changes for the City side? Would you play Coach for the back or would you go back to the 3-5-2? I, th- I think he'll play with the the 3-4-3 three, three or 3-5-2, three, one of those two. be interesting if he was really brave and said, we're five points behind West Ham, we've just got to go for it, you know. But um, I think he'll start with the 3-4-3 three, three and possibly revert to the flat-back four if we... It would surprise United if we come out, of, not United, City, if we come out of the four and apparently they've got three defenders out, so go at them, attack them, get the goals and, uh, and then should have stopped maybe. Yeah, I mean, a draw is not a disaster, but really, it would really put the cat amongst the pigeons again if we beat Man City on Can Wednesday. Can you imagine Wolves are the kingmakers? You know, Obviously, if we beat that's... City. Yeah, I mean, it's really unlikely, of course, um, but we run them really close with 10 men at their place. We've got a decent record against them we since do. we've been promoted. They don't like playing Wolves. Uh, but yeah, Toto Gomez has got to come in for Saiz. Um, I think I'd go with Neves and Matinho as a two and probably start Jimenez, Neto. I think he'll start Trincao, but Chiquinho... I think he'll give him a good half an hour once... um, Well, boy, if he gives him half an hour, that's, that's one and a half assists. Exactly, if he keeps up his current ratio. But I think that's what he'll do. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of clamour for Chiquinho to get more and more minutes. Certainly against Norwich, I'd expect him to start. Fantastic. Paul, thank you very much for your time again this evening. You talk really, really well at all. And hopefully you're going to be joining us for a game of football, six aside up in Stafford on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having a run around. So uh, thanks That's for the, the invite. That's the part of your trial for the Always Wolves team, mate. So you better be on top of it. Uh, we need to get that game booked in at the Molyneux and that's what I'm holding out for. Yeah, well, if it don't happen this year, make sure it happens next year, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it'd be absolutely brilliant. Hours. I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, I'll talk to you offline and we'll sort that out. Brilliant, yeah. All right, take care, mate. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, everyone. See you later. Cheers. That's Paul. I know you always love to see Paul. He always talks an awful lot of sense. Brilliant to get him on the channel uh, again uh, tonight and let, obviously leave your thoughts on what he's got to say. We've got Speedy coming up, then Lucy and then Sam, who's uh, who's who's sitting in front of Connor Cody's dressing room at tonight. He does get about, does Sam. So next up, it's Statman, otherwise known as Speedy. Oh, sorry. Oh. Another one who wants to audition to be part of the Always Walls football team. Uh, yes, thank you. If I have the opportunity, I would appreciate it. You're very fast, apparently, you were telling me. And that's why they call you Speedy. Correct. Uh, you're very fast as well. Nice. You're very fast as well. I've seen, uh, you know, when you were doing that charity match? Yeah. And you had that chance? Yeah. Um, you're very composed. And it was a good save by the keeper. You're very quick, um, Dave. So well done. 
Oh, well, thank you very much. I think, is that the one, uh, the first one I did where the ball was crossed, it was headed out, and I I, I, I literally uh, need it and then turn and hit it with my weaker foot on my left foot and the yeah. keeper hit it round the post. I was quite pleased with that shot, to be fair. And the whole of the second half, I was playing with a bad knee. It was all oh. strapped up. So uh, I'm not sure about how quick I was, but it was uh, I was quick to react, perhaps, you mean. Yeah, very good uh, reaction. And uh, I, bet, I bet it was surreal, though, playing on actual Molyneux, like where it's brilliant, I think. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I've done it twice, and it was uh, it, it is fantastic. And uh, my shots were... Uh, one was in front of the North Bank in the first half from 30 yards, and yeah. the other one was uh, just on the edge of the box in front of the South Bank. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good experience, I have to say. I've watched but, your match uh, vlog as well. Uh, yeah, the match vlog for that was a good one. It, doing getting changed in the training rooms and walking out onto the pitch was a was an experience, that's for sure. So, Speedy, um, are you going to kick off with some thoughts? Or have you got your stats first? Uh, which one would you prefer? You're the boss. Uh, go with your stats first. Okay, boss. No worries. Uh... Uh, thank you for letting me on the show. Um, a great show as always, and uh, Paul made some great points, and I'm sure the other punters will make some great points as well. Um, so Chelsea two, Wolves two. Um, shots nineteen for Chelsea, six on target as well. Um, for Wolves fourteen and on target four. Uh, possession Chelsea had fifty nine point three possession. Uh, Wolves forty point seven. Uh, yellow cards Chelsea had one and Wolves had three. Uh, Corners, Chelsea had nine and Wolves had three. Um, and, oh, sorry. Uh, I've got some Connor Cody stats, if you like, as well. Yeah, go with the Cody stats. It'd be interesting. Uh, Captain Fantastic, as me and my mum called it, and, and all the other uh, Wolves fans. Um, so he's got six goals for Wolves. Um, this season he's made 132 tackles. Interception, 110. Uh, passes, he's made 6,490. Um, wow. So you, you know when you know when he switches the ball to Semedo, who normally plays at right wing back. Yeah, um, but that's Johnny at the moment, isn't it? Um, so basically, his accuracy of doing a long ball is um, nine hundred and five, which is amazing. Wow, that's incredible. Um, and his tackle success this season is sixty percent. So that's very good, isn't it? That's really good, mate. That's good stats. That is. Thank and you. Uh, you, did you what? Did you watch the game? Um, yes, I did actually. I got a stream this time, thank you. Where did you get your stream? Um, it's called Football TV. Football TV is that like a bit version of his goals that you go on and you get? Um, yeah, I, yeah. I used to go on that, and me, me and my mum used to watch that. And then obviously that I don't know why, but that got cancelled. Um, so we watched that one, and uh, luckily, they're not doing the uh, the Premier League or any football now, are they? Um, no, no. So um, uh, that's useful to know for people. You know, yeah, and don't forget if you uh, you do watch a stream, you can get your spider VPN router uh, and connect to any device in your house. And uh, the links in the description below, and uh, it's uh, you, you can pretend to be in America or Australia or wherever. That's brilliant, and thank you for the advice. Um, the, the only the only con was about the stream was we were three minutes behind, so we had it on Gillette Soccer Special. Um, and also, um, I know Lee Hendry's a Villa legend, um, but he was commentating on the game. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, even though Chelsea went 2-0 off, I always had faith because I could just see Wolves doing something in the game. Um, and I definitely think the substitutes made a difference when Trinkau, Wang Hee-Chan and Chikino came on. Um, 
they were very good and they definitely changed the game and I think Wolves should have won the game definitely. But I'm happy with the point. Um, like you say, it shows, it shows team spirit. Um, but it, I'm happy with the point. But they should, definitely should have won. Well, apparently Sutton Lad says that we should call you the Oracle. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, um, did you watch the game with your mom? Uh, yes, yes, I did. Yes. And what were you doing when the uh, when the when Cody scored? Oh, I just felt absolutely berserk. I, I, I felt bad for my neighbours because I did shout quite loud. Um, um, but yeah, uh, it was just a brilliant goal, and the ball that Chikino um, put into the box was unbelievable. And uh, on your match vlog. I said to my mum, as a bloke, when Chikino hit the ball in, he said yes, as if to say that ball that he swung in the box was that good. It was just waiting for someone to come onto it. And obviously, Connor Cody did with an absolutely brilliant header. Um, so, yeah. It was absolute bedlam, mate, in the away end. I'm sure you've, uh, you've oh, yeah, no, much vlog no, a few times. Jumping sideways upwards. Do you know what? Do you know what? One of the funniest things, and again, I would encourage everyone that's watching to watch the match vlog. Um, because what I find quite amusing and what the producer, when we watched it back today and I'd finished the edit, said, you've got, you've literally got the joy and the pain of both sides um, mm -hmm. because I, where I sat, at where I stood, was right behind the goal where I was literally right on the edge and then, you know, when you've got that netting and you've got the away fans. Yeah. Just yeah. I was literally the last person netting away fan. So on my right... Is this is all of the sea of wolves on yeah. my left? Is all the Chelsea now? If you watch the match vlog through, when I keep panning left to right at various yeah. points during the vlog, and you've got you've seen it, so you've yeah, got the definitely. Chelsea fans giving it large as they would do when they're 2 0 up and doing all that and giving it to the Wolves fans, and then the goals started to come from Wolves, and especially when the um. That when um, Trincao scored and then when Connor scored, obviously yeah. I've got the goal. I pan to the Wolves fans and we're going absolutely nuts. Um, and then I pan across to the Chelsea fans and they're just. I know they're just still on the side. They're just stunned. <laughs> and that's, it, yeah. to me, that is magical. And yeah, obviously, guys, awesome. check it out. Because it is, it is literally, it's magical. It is just like you just and go from the, you look to your right and you're all going absolute bedlam and nuts, <laughs> and then you look to the left. Um, I've just put um, the Connor Cody goal out on the Always Wolves TikTok as well with a, oh, a and it's all gone quiet <laughs> over there on the TikTok as well. So if you if you do the TikTok or you've got the Always Wolves, it, I've put that out in there. But watch the match vlog. It's absolutely brilliant. It, 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 yeah, just because you've got the reaction of both sets of fans from side to side. And I'm glad that you enjoyed that. And, I always um, do. Your vlogs are absolutely exceptional. Well, well done. You should be proud. I just put a lot of work in. Uh, obviously, yeah, it's yeah. video in the editing. So I do appreciate that, mate. No worries. Um, no worries. So what's your performance rating? Um, first half, I gave it a five. Sorry if that sounds a bit low. Yeah. Uh, second half was a 7.5 slash eight. Um, like I say, the way they came back was unbelievable. But this is typical Wolves, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, they go on a bad run. Um, and then they just, you know what I mean? They put a performance like that in the second half against Chelsea. It's like, and I said to my mum when it was full time, I goes, this Wolves team could beat anyone in their day. And no, we can. No doubt about it. If, they so are, if they, they're on it. And they're positive. You can, we could, and we can. And it's like I believe 
that we're going to beat Manchester City on said, uh, oh. on Wednesday night. I don't know. I'll just believe it. We'll oh. probably lose to Norwich at the the following game because that's <laughs> what I've said it on here. We'll go. We'll go not do very well against Brighton and Norwich, and we'll do great against City, Chelsea, and. Man City and Liverpool, because that's what. But I just, I don't know. I've just got this feeling that, and this buzz. I might be completely wrong. But I just feel really positive going into the City game because I just feel that it's given everyone such a lift, and it's taken a little bit of stress away and the goals. And if they can be positive like that, they were positive like that at the start of the season, and we were taking teams apart. And you saw for fifteen minutes then the way they zipped, you know, up until. Recently, we've just been like crabs going side mm. to side, pass, slow pass, slow pass, knock it back, knock it forward, knock it back, slow pass, down the wing, come back, go round again, you know, maybe get and create nothing. Whereas, you know, against Chelsea, we were, especially towards the end, we were moving the ball, one, two touches, clever touches, passing it out, moving the ball fast. The space that Chiquino had found for the uh, the cross at this as well that we built, and it was a great move. If you watch the whole of the move, we started at the back and we created the space, and it was finished off so well. And we because we moved the ball fast and quick, and players yeah. were move, running off the ball to create the space. And when you do that, things happen, and that's exactly what happened. It it was brilliant, and uh, we we got to see more of that. Definitely. Um, who was um, your man of the match? Oh, so can I just make this point as well? Thank you. Because you know what you're on about the second goal, how they came uh, they came from the back to forward. Um, St- I think it was Stephen Sidwell. Um, and he said, when they got the second goal, he said, Wolves should be winning this now. They've been absolutely exceptional. And I watched the first goal. I've watched the whole match and I've watched match of the day. Um, and Den Donker tackles, I don't know who it was, but basically all Chelsea's made three midfielders. They're all, they're all out of position. And that tackle... Gets yeah. us onto that counter attack, so he tackles it, and then I don't know, I don't know what happens next, but I know, I think it's Trincat. No, it's, I think it's Chiquino that makes the run, isn't it, through the centre? Yeah, for the first goal, I think someone passes it to Trincat. I can't remember it's who it was. Chiquino, thank you. He literally uh, picks the ball up and drives through the middle of the park and passes it to Trincat. It's it's like that. That's what that's what shows what I mean. Like when you play quicker in football. Like that one tackle took Chelsea's midfield out. It, it's like the the way Trincao scored as well. That was like a composed finisher. Like he's been doing it for years. And I said to my mom, I goes, I, I would. I, I agree with Paul. Give him another loan. Um, I, I think he's got something in him. I do. Like the way he can move a ball, the way he can shoot a ball, and the, the chances he's, the chances he creates. It, it shows you he has got something in him. And. I, I, I like the look of them. Um, Triore, I do like Triore. Um, he had something different, uh, but like he's got no end product, if you know what I mean. And Chukina, like you say, he's been on, was it 13, 14 minutes? And he yes, creates they, yeah. he creates them chances. And he's all, you know what I mean? Look, look, look what he's already done um, in a short space of time. And if he, like, if he has more time, he'll become, he'll become an exceptional player. And you can see he's going to be. Is going to be a quality player. Uh, to finish up on, your favourite sweet? Oh, uh, my favourite sweet is a lemon sherbet. Uh, my man of the match is Giacchino. Um I, don't, I think that's what... Um, my mum said about Saiz, no. Um, I think the thing is with Saiz is he put some good... He, put, he has put some good performances in. 
Um, but he's not been consistent enough, if you know what I mean. He's a nice, he's a nice bloke. I've met him and I've had a photo with him, and he's a nice. He's, bloke. A, he's a great bloke. He's a great character. Um, but like my mum says, he's probably just not consistent enough. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got for you, Dave. Fantastic. And Adrian James says, have you heard that there's a new actor to play Doctor Who? I have. Uh, that would be very, very interesting. Adrian Richards says, you're making some good points. Uh, but note, we play better moving the ball quick forward, not sideways. Absolutely. Speedy, an absolute pleasure to have you on again. It's good to have you back. I always love your stats. People love the fact uh, that you're Speedy the stat man. And uh, thank you very much for your contributions this evening. No worries, mate. Take care and a brilliant show. And if you enjoy Speedy's uh, contribution, please smash a like on the video. See you on the next one, mate. Take care, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, so we've got Lucy up next. Hello, Lucy. Evening. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yes, not oh. too bad. Oh, mate. How are you feeling? Well, it's nice to be sitting here with a big fat smile on my face, I tell you, after last week's performance. Well, non-performance. <laughs> well, absolutely. And I'll tell you what I want to do, uh, just before we get on to you, football prizes, um, there's 125 entries, I think, on this Raul Jimenez shirt, plus there's two instant wins as well, which basically means if you you pick your number and if it's you pick your box and if it's that, it's a bit like... Uh, that Noel Edmonds show, you pick the box and you could win instantly. But there's a signed Raoul Hivenes shirt which ends on Thursday and there's only 125 entries in it. I think there's about 95 already gone. The link to that is in the description below and that looks like a great prize, if you, especially if you love your Raoul. Mate, where did you watch the game? I was there. I was I there. knew you were going to say that. I, I didn't see there. you, but uh, I knew you were going to say you were there. I was there. Oh God, what a what a day! The whole day from start to finish yesterday was brilliant. Um, I mean, we did miss part of the start actually because we were late getting to the game. We had to get off the coach. Where did the you travel with? Uh, Atherton Wolves. Atherton Wolves. Yeah. Does that you come on the channel? Sorry. Do they know you've come on the channel sometimes? I do. I did. I did have a word with Rush yesterday. I did tell him that. Oh yeah, I'm going to mention him. And I just want to say thank you so much to Russ and the gang. They are. They do an absolutely fantastic job. They look after us all. Um, we always have great stop-offs before we get to the games, and they're they're just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love them all. Well, a big shout out to Atherton Walls for looking after. Lucy and uh, if any of those guys ever want to get on the channel as well they can just get in touch and I hope some of them are subscribed and watching mate and you representing them really really well so uh, how long did it take you get loads of people saying hello to you by the way Lucy <laughs> hello everyone <laughs> how long did it take you to get down there then what time did you set off we set off at half past seven um on the morning and then we obviously um and then we we Missed 10 minutes of the first half. Thank goodness and, there's no goal. Yeah, and that's from literally jumping off the coach in traffic to to run round. Did you get, was you stuck on traffic for a while then, on the way down? Yeah, really bad. There was a, a 
Arctic that had been... Um, what motorway were you on? M40. Yeah, you see, I use this app called Waze, and we were travelling down, and it identified that there was a traffic jam, and it took us off for a... For a was it a couple of junctions? It took us off for a couple of junctions. We were literally travelling down this open road through the countryside, which and we could see the motorway on the right-hand side, and we were literally, you know, travelling down open road, and we could see the motorway literally about... 200 yards to the right and all the traffic was still and we were literally flying down and we literally got off took us off took us past all the traffic and then put us back on again yeah i mean it, if i'd have had my camera ready i'd have videoed it and put it on facebook to show you it was bad it was it you had to be there bad. for about an hour were you yeah yeah it was really bad but we, we got there you were all about getting to the game weren't you yes <laughs> yeah yeah. So you literally pulled up, pulled up, and piled off. Yeah. Yeah. And got into the game. Yeah. But at least you didn't miss too many. I mean, you got there, you only missed the first ten minutes, and there was no goals. I know, but I was really looking forward to the start. Yeah, you do the build, the atmosphere, <laughs> the build up, and everything. Yeah, I was really looking forward to singing along to the liquidator. To be honest. <laughs> well, they did sing along to that. They were doing the old, because uh, we don't get it at the walls. Whilst you were stressing on the coach, we were tucking into our sarnies and stuff at the where we parked and stuff like that before we had a, a gander over and stuff. I suppose you had all yours on the way down, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, we had ours at the pub stop. So, oh, was... what you stopped at the pub? Where did you stop? What town? Arrow. Oh, you stopped it. Is this before or yeah. after, the, uh, after the, uh, the, the motorway? It was after. All right, so you had time. So you had you, you had time for a stop still then. Yeah, we still had time for a stop. Yeah, and a couple of yeah. bevies. Leaving at that time in the morning, yes. <laughs> you did it. Well, you have to have the toilet break as well, don't you? By the time you get to there as well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, onto the game itself. Talk me through it. I don't know where to begin. I I think for the whole game, it was we did. Fantastic. We did play a damn good game of football. Um, yes, there were mistakes. Cody, you know, messed up and then Donker had that sitter. But I, I'm not being funny. Everybody keeps slagging Den Donker off, saying, Oh, well, you know, he keeps missing and he's rubbish. And at least he's in that position to be able to do that. Where were the strikers? Um, because I didn't see him. You know, at least I thought, Raul, I thought Raul put a, put a stronger a stronger effort into this game. Yeah, he did. Definitely. Oh yeah, I, can't, I definitely can't argue with that. But yeah. at least that, that's what I'm saying. Now, at least Dendonka was there to. I don't know. He's going for a lot of stick. He's he's, he's a bit marmite, Dendonka. He does a lot yeah. off the ball, and like Speedy quite aptly pointed out, that tackle it took three. A, took their three midfielders out and then Shakina yeah. ran it up the pitch for the first goal and then it all changed, didn't it? I yeah. mean I mean the foot I mean the whereabouts were you? Were you lower where upper? I, I was upper tier in row seven, but the view that we had was fantastic. We saw everything. So it was great from where we were. We had brilliant seats. And what was it like when um when oh, the ninety seventh minute equaliser went in? Dave, all I did was squeal, and then I fell to the floor crying. Yeah. 
I was I was so elated and of course it was my boy that got it, you know. You know, I love my Cody. You, you love your Cody, don't you? I do love me Cody. He's on me back. He's on me back. <laughs> oh, we've also got David Crow here who says, Hi, Lucy. It's Reg from Hatherton Wolves. Oh, hello, uh, great, great day yesterday. <laughs> oh. And he wants to know if you managed to find the coach after the match, okay? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. The police. Lost the coach. Yeah, the police kept sending us the wrong way. It was ridiculous. Not one of the police was helpful. They just got the name of the road and we had to find it on maps. So how long did it take after the match to find the coach? I've got to say it was about half an hour to 45 minutes. And was everyone waiting for you or was there a load of you that were trying to no, get in? they were all waiting for us. But there, was was you. But there were loads of fans um, other than um, our lot and our coach. Um, that couldn't find her, so they were all following us. <laughs> and so, um, the relief when you found did they get did you get an applause and a cheers when you got there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a few and sweat. A, when they do that, it's like, it's like yeah. that, it? it's like that, isn't it? But at what time did you get back? What time did you walk through the door? Uh, well, we got back to um, Wolverhampton about. 10 o'clock. Yeah. It wasn't too bad, to be honest, being as though there was traffic on the way back as well. Yeah. Um, and because um, trying to get out of London was just a joke. We went past the stadium about three times, I reckon. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that was a, that reminds me when we went to play um, in Turin against, um, oh God, who was it? Um, Torino. And we we went round the city and the buzzes about three times before we got to the stadium. That's sort of a bit like that then. Yeah, it was bad every time we went past. I we went, oh, it's over there. You feel, it, it must be what a goldfish feels like when it's swimming around its bowl. It's like, oh, there's a nice plant. Never <laughs> yeah. seen that before. Swims around. Oh, there's a nice. You know what I mean? When they just swim around the goldfish bowl, it's a bit like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's like, did you think they were taking the mick? I, I think they were. I think they were. <laughs> And if we could have been light, he was on red. He was going to be on red each one. <laughs> I bet, yeah, fantastic, mate. It's just, it's just the way it goes. But I mean, it was a, a, an amazing uh, end to the day, and uh, everyone, I bet everyone on the coach was buzzing when you absolutely. got back. Absolutely, it was, it was great. The, the atmosphere inside the ground on the on the coach, it just, it just made everybody feel positive. And I, you know, I love my positivity, you know. Yeah. And it, I don't know, it just, everybody was just, had a smile on the face and they had something to talk about. Skipping the, and they're skipping their step. Yes, yes. It was, yeah. it was brilliant, mate. Right? Because, you know, we've recently, you've, we've not had a lot to, we've, well, we haven't had a goal to cheer for, for forever. <laughs> It's like, so it's like, I felt like I was going to get what, you know, that video that you sometimes see when the team hasn't scored for a while. You've got the people in the crowd with the arrows pointing to the, uh, do you know the video I mean? You've seen it probably. Like get a load of coloured arrows and have all the, uh, all the fans pointing to where the goal is for the players and stuff like that. But like, it was, it was, it was. It was it was it was just a relief, and that to get to score the one, it was a great goal from Trinko. What I mean, what are you thinking about Trinko, mate? Because like, I like him. Yeah, I 
I do. I do. I mean, he reminds me very much of when Neto first started. He's another one that reminds me very much of Neto. He's very good on the ball. He he knows exactly what he's doing. He's just given the opportunity to do it. That's the problem. Um, it seems like the other players don't want to give him that chance on the ball because they'd rather yeah. the ones that have, you know, been playing for us for a while. And as you, as you saw, that lad, he's class. Goal. He's class. It, that goal. You watched the match vlog yet, Luke? Yeah. Going to hit you on the head, Dave. To be fair, the way it comes through the oh, net. Oh, it's brilliant! How it's, it just flies into the back of the net. It's. It, yeah. I got, I got it perfect, and I. It. You did. You did. It was brilliant timing. That was. It was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The, good. Bed, the, the bed love uh, between the Wolves fans and the Chelsea fans after Connor scored as well. Yeah. That was that... priceless. That was. It was. It was. It was, it was brilliant. And, I, and that, like I said, I think there's only one team that was going to really win it if that if it had gone on another five minutes. I think because Chelsea were literally punch drunk at this point, they didn't really know what hit them. It was like no. where did they, it was like it was like they'd all been like alien beams and suddenly beamed into their body and they're just, whoosh, and, you know, and they were all playing like on FIFA Excel mode or whatever. It was it was <laughs> insane. Trent yeah. Cow was literally possessed. Yeah. He was literally possessed, and the goal was brilliant. His confidence was up, and he he, he laid the ball off to Chikino for the uh, for the equaliser. He had another one that just took a deflection wide. Yeah. You know, he was linking up the play. He was he was going he was getting back, and he was getting tackles in. I've never yeah. seen him like this, and I think it's the system that works for him. And if we play that system next year, or we're going towards that, then maybe just maybe he is he, he is worth like what Paul says. Uh, giving another opportunity if we can get him back on loan because the, it doesn't seem to work for him. Nah, it, I certainly would. I'd certainly um, keep him on if, if we can. And what's Definitely. your thoughts on Morgan Gibbs-White? Um, obviously, player of the season at uh, Sheffield United Championship. I'm proud of him. I mean, good on him. You know, he's, he's one of our own. Um, whether he'd suit Premier League football is another matter. Um, because he's doing well in the championship doesn't always mean that they're going to. Would you take? Um, yeah. Um, would you take? Um, like last year when Mitra, when Ivan Tony was playing for Brentford in the championship, would you have taken him to Wolves? The would. So yeah. what? What are the reason? What I'm, reason? What I'm saying to that? There's players in the championship that would people talk about. Oh yeah, he he'll do well in the Premier League and. This, that, and the other, and you've got Morgan Gibbs White, who's literally twelve goals and seven assists. If he wasn't a Wolves player, people would be thinking, "Oh, he could step up." So, yeah. I yeah. think he needs to—he needs to be given an opportunity. I, I mean, I do. He's a local lad. Sheffield United go up; they're going to buy him, and if we do sell him, we'll get a good fee uh, for him. Your performance rating, your man of the match, and your favourite tweet. Um, performance rating, I've given eight. Yeah, all the simple feeling of positivity and the buzz that they gave us fans, it was just electric. Simple as that, it was electric. Walking away from that ground, even though we couldn't find the coach and we were blooming annoyed, um, it just felt good. You know, we couldn't stop singing all the way back. Um, man of the match, I'd give it codes. 
Cody, it, good choice. It, yeah, he had a great game. He finished the thing. He held the team together. Um, uh, Davy Crow says, "Well done, love from Hatherton Wolves. It's brilliant. We've got half of the Hatherton Wolves loving tonight, isn't it? Yeah. And um, what's your favourite tweet? Uh, rhubarb and custard. R oh. No, it's not 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 pudding. No. Oh, are they, are they sweets? Yeah. Oh, well, apparently, the producer said that does does pass as a sweet. Emma knows. She knows. Apparently they're very nice. And Lucy, do you know? Do you do you, do you follow the uh, her her game? Um, two wolves. I do. If people do. don't, that is the Instagram, and um, it's the same on Twitter. Wolves H D G T. The producer Emma is the Wolves ambassador on that, and the you know please go and support that on Instagram. And also on Twitter, Wolves HGT, Wolves Her Game 2. And there's that uh, Wolves have just recently announced an official partnership. And there's going to be lots of stuff coming, hopefully, for next right. season on that. Um, and, you know, Lucy, um, drop a message in to, if you've not already done to on Instagram or Twitter, because uh, there's Emma can fill you on a few things that's uh, going to be coming up that you might want to get involved with as well as a lady. So Brilliant. And everyone else, make sure you go follow uh, them. Um, so, yeah. Oh, Adrian Drumsticks. Oops. Adrian Drumsticks has said, Adrian said, Dave, do you remember drumsticks and refreshers? I think we all do, don't we? Absolutely. Um, and John Wallace is a Liverpool fan, and I'm praying you take three points off City. What are you thinking for set City? Um, I'd be happy with a one nil to us. I'll, I'll be happy with a one nil to us as well. I'd, I ain't gonna I'd, lie. Uh, I'd like to give them them. I think we'll give them a good game. You know, I'm I'm feeling pretty positive about that game. To be honest, I I can see us nicking a one nil, no problem. It's going to be a good night under the lights at Molyneux. So let's hope we do. Uh, and then expectation will, will, will rise for the Norwich game and you'll know what will happen for that, but there you go. Um, Carl Whitehouse wants to know if you remember pair drops. Mm, I certainly do. The, I love sweets, full stop. Yeah. The only thing I is licorice because it's disgusting. I ain't, I'm not into licorice myself, to be honest, Lucy. I, I really the, ain't. One of all and the cola cubes, they're going, oh, we've got it all started here. Oh, look, what Apparently, Diaz, Stone, and Walker are all out until the end of the season, so the bit of a, the defense is a little bit like maybe for Man City. So maybe we should attack them from the off, get on them, play the four-two-three-one, and attack, 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 attack. Even the, the one that starts the attack, attack, attack thing. <laughs> that would be amazing. It's great. I love it. Oh I man. You do. And uh, Lucy, thank you very much for coming on. I think that you're getting no, quite comfortable right. at coming on and talking now, aren't you? Oh, very uh, much. <laughs> and you're quite relaxed. And if you've enjoyed Lucy coming on the channel, uh, make sure you smash a like on the video and leave a comment for her as well. And uh, Lucy, hopefully yeah, the next extra time actually will be after Norwich and obviously there'll be the Man City and the Norwich. So we'll be talking about two games at the next one and then looking ahead to the final match of the set. Have you got your tickets for Liverpool? I'm not going to Liverpool. Oh. I'm going to tickets. Um... I'm going to, um, 
Um, I'm going to the Stockport the day before to watch the Wolves women final. Oh, yes. I wanted to go to that. You can still get tickets for that. I well, think so. Yeah. Maybe we'll see, maybe um, see you there. Um, <laughs> and then Liverpool the next day. I think we're stopping over in St. Helens. So we're oh. doing a weekend. So I'll do a bit of a, a, a small vlog, hopefully a celebratory vlog for the Wolves women. And we want to wish them well. And of course, the under-23s as well are doing well too. I'm hoping to go and watch them. Very yeah. much. I've got to see what I can do about work. That's the problem. Because <laughs> I'll finish no, work. That's stinging. It's always it's always these things. Lucy, thank you very much for coming on. I much appreciate some brilliant comments from you as always. No problem at all, sweetheart. Thanks for having me in. Good night, buddy. Okay. And don't forget to message the uh, Wolves HGT. Definitely. Will do. Will do. Take care. Take care, mate. Bye. Bye. And next, last but not least, it's past the watershed hour and it is in front of a Connor Cody sign. Um, whoa, Captain Cody. He's got a smile on his face. He's wearing a very smart Pierre Cardin top as well. Hello, Sam. Good evening, all, everybody. Always wolves. Always what can, we, what can we say? What, what can, can say? Seven what? days... Yeah, 16 hours and 48 minutes of playtime. What can you say? I, well, I know. We get I a know. goal. <laughs> to get I one know. goal, let alone two. Yeah, I know. What, what a difference a week makes to, our, uh, to, well, to all of us. I'll tell you what, Bruno, if you have got COVID, keep it. Don't bother coming back. Tony Roberts, take the job to the end of the season. <laughs> well, Great apparently, coach. according to Tony Roberts... Uh, Bruno was still calling the shots from the training ground. He was watching it on the big screen with his brother and all the changes were instigated by Bruno, apparently. Well, if he'd got COVID and he'd gone into the training ground, tut, tut, naughty Bruno. <laughs> hope they disinfected <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, then there will be. And hopefully um, yeah. he's feeling a lot. Well, I don't think he's feeling ill. He's just tested, uh, he's yeah. just tested positive. But the well, substitutions did make a difference, didn't they? It was totally different. I mean, the first half, I was struggling to give him a three out of ten. But that second half, we we, we took off uh, Nesso, Matinho, um, and Sace. I'm afraid if Sace hadn't have been taken off, I think he would have got himself sent off the way he was playing. Um, no disrespect. You've asked the question of others. Yeah, I no, I mean, I don't want to see him in a wolf shirt again. I say, let him go. He's detrimental to the team in what he's giving away this season and I think that was the epitome of it this week I don't know if you watched any of the games today but double footed action and tackles, there's been players sent off, they've been looked at by VAR single player, single feet going in, feet down, they've got cards he's doing it all the time, he's going to cost us another game if he plays, so no disrespect to anybody if you like him I'd say bye bye at this point. No, I, I, I like I like Saiz. Um, I think he's a great character, and I think he's been a fantastic servant for the club. I mean, we all go back to that Middlesbrough game when we had nine men and he was out on his feet like a plank, and yeah. he's given a lot for Wolves. But I just think, um, especially since the Africa, I mean, he's always had a foul in him. I mean, you used to, you used to, de- oh, he's you know, been, he's been heavy footed. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I think it's come to the point now where maybe his contract's out um, and it, it's been exposed a lot. 
and two penalties in a week as well. There's, you know, one, you know, obviously it was on his left hand, but his hand was out a little bit. And then the one, yeah, flicking out like... Yeah, you can't do it. I mean, refs don't allow it in these days. I don't know whether it was frustration from the way we've been playing, frustration that his balls were going astray. Well, Paul yes. said it, and he made two mistakes. One, he tried to shepherd it out, and the the, next, yeah. the other one, he tried to. I don't know what he tried to do, and then obviously know. just it's inside rare. the box, and yeah. it's another it's another penalty. And he went off towards the end, and we were like all wondering, will this be the last time we see Romain Saïs play? I, I, I think it could be, but I want no disrespect. The other players that could come on were doing a, a better job for him. I mean, I, I look at who came on and you say, however we're going to pronounce this surname, everybody gets it differently. Cinchino, I think, was superb. Absolutely brilliant. Put his all in. I'd like to see him start the next game. Um, Totti Gomez, we've not seen him on the pitch very often. I'd like to see him start against Man City. I'd also like to see Luke Kundal given a, a chance to come out and, and do something. So... There's three changes I would make, but I think the team that was playing at the end of the second half, I'd start against City. And the formation? Yeah, I'd keep it exactly the same. I don't think City will be expecting it. If we go with our normal three, two wing-backs, etc., I think City will know that. They've watched so many videos. They'll have us from the second we kick the first ball. If we go with four at the back and they're Surprise not expecting... Them. Yeah, I don't think they'll expect four, four and a three and a two, and then just one up front. Um, I also have got this thing about whoever. Um, we've not seen much of him this season. Hoover. Yeah, whoever, as I like to call it. Whoever, that's him. really good. Yeah. I like that. You, you got it there. Yeah, so Hoover, yeah. I just don't think we, we've seen enough of him yet to give him a, a, a decent try. I don't know. I think he might Wang, be going in the summer as well. I, I think, think he is as well, yeah. I, I look at Wang, Wangi Chan, and we said this last. I, I don't know why we bought him or we, we're going to buy him. Um, he just did nothing for me. There we are, time bomb. I've just read that as well from Matthew. Um, I, I, he did nothing for me in that game, so I don't know. Tony, t- tell Bruno what you think, and let's let's have a good good go against Man City. Hopefully, we can get a. And have Chikino on corners as well because he can really cross the ball. Really, well, I was right. Yeah, I was right. Where you were sitting behind goal, I was two blocks further out. I wasn't in the very end block. You were downstairs the bit, the lower I was tier. Down, I was only down. When Manny was sitting about seven rows behind me, I, I was saw, a bit lower to his right. Was, so he was yeah, a bit I was, behind you. A little bit right. So I was right, but you've seen it probably on my post. I, I was right in front of it. So, of course, the first goal goes in for us in the second half. Whoever was in the upper tier that threw a flare, I'd like to meet you because you made me so ill for 10 minutes. On Did a flare? Yeah, there was a flare thrown. It landed right in front of us. Did you not see it? All uh, the orange smoke. Oh, uh, right. Stewards there. They're, uh, they're good. They went and got somebody. They tried to put it out and then drag it out. But, oh, I'm terrible with things like that. But how people get these things into games? I don't God know. Knows. God knows. You've got to search your bags and everything yeah, before you yeah. go. So yeah. that, that was my only downside. I don't like seeing things like that. It drives me mad. Keep it to outside the ground, lads. Um, yeah. No, but, it's just, yeah. But overall, that, that second half, once those substitutions were made, that team changed. Everybody that was on the pitch suddenly wanted to be playing for the, the badge. And I was glad to see it. I'd, I'd gone from saying three out of ten and I was pushing it in the first half to I gave them a seven out of ten. 
So Easy. overall, I'm saying, yeah. Are you going to give us? Are you going to do what you do and go through the team and give a performance I'm, rating? I'm, I'm going to go through for you. Yeah, exactly yeah, what I on. thought. I'll do again. Right. This is kind of a bit of a theme with you. Saw, saw. I think he had a reasonably good game. I don't think he could be held fully responsible for the he goal. Made some good saves. He made some really good saves. So I'm going to give him an eight out of ten. Yeah. I think he did really well. Sace, unfortunately, because of his actions, I'm giving him a three. Yeah. Cody, I've got to give him out eight out of ten. I yeah. could hear him shouting again. And yeah. he was back up. He wasn't looking down. He was going in for things. I mean, to see him up in our half knocking that ball in the 97th minute, that Amazing. tells you he wanted something. So eight yeah. out of ten. Bolly, I'm unsure on Bolly again. I'm not sure whether he's he's back with us after his uh, his injuries. So I've given him a six. Yeah. Um, Ike Nori, better game from him again. He was better. Give him, give him a seven. Yeah. Martinho, seven again. Yeah. Neves. He was running around a bit more than we saw last week. Um, I'll give him an eight. Yeah. Dendonka, I think he's making a lot better runs, but he's got to get that final foot to where he actually wants it to go. Yeah. He did a few that were good. Most of them were letting him down again. I don't want to see him going, though. I like the lad. I think he could play for us. Yeah. And he'll, he'll mature into it. So, giving him seven. Um Castro, I'm going to call him. Other people won't. Um, I'll give him an eight. Yeah. Neto, I'm down to a six. I don't think he performed as well as he could. He faded um, a little bit, Neto. Yeah, he faded. He um, ain't fully fit yet, is he? No. And Raul, I love seeing him on the pitch. I just wish David Luiz hadn't done what he did to the lad because he's not been the same since. Um, for his effort and what he was trying to do, I'm giving him a seven. Yeah, he did. Put, um, he did. He, he did seem very motivated. And obviously, we also yeah. want to say congratulations to Daniela and Raúl. Just had the yes. birth of their second yeah, child. Their second so, child. Uh, congratulations yeah. to them. I mean, the subs that came on, Dave Trinkau. I've got to give him an eight. Yeah. Trinkau. I've got to give him a nine. I thought he was excellent. Yeah. Um, I say Wangi Chan. I'm struggling to give him a five. Um, so the, the, the question is, mate, Trinkau. Thoughts I'll do. Like I'll tell you what. Yeah, if if Barcelona don't want to keep and pay up for Triore at this moment in time, I'd do a straight swap. I'd let say. You know keep what? Them. I, you know what? I think. I, 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 I think that, we'd I, have I, the better. I think in yeah. that formation, he comes alive. He does. I think we'd have the better player of the two. He'd give us more all round than just Triore and his runs. Although I have to say. I do feel Fabio Silva at times is as quick as Traore has been. The young lad has got a lot of running in his legs. He's, so, he's got pace. Uh, he has. Chan's got yeah. pace as well, but he doesn't seem to use it in the right areas. No. And, uh, uh, your Morgan Skib White question. Yes, yes. Tell you what, Sheffield, if you'll give us 12 million, keep the lad. Don't send him back. So you, um, you, you, don't, he's a championship, you don't feel... Uh, he's a championship player at the best. He's not going to ever... Come back to us and think and, and set us ablaze. So I'll take the money and You're invest not it. So he, he deserves the yeah. opportunity. He's had it. He's had it a couple of times, but and he couldn't do it. Out, like he's gone out on loan, hasn't he? And he's been brilliant for them. And he's and he, you know a year on, he's got stronger. He's had a lot of game time. You know, Mason Mount. Someone made the point. He went out on Derby and come back to Chelsea, a better player. He came back. Morgan, 
No, because we've done it before. He's been out and come back. Not and like, do it. Yeah, but he got Not like a full season, but he got he injured. Got injured. But I, don't, I don't see him coming back. We've tried with him and persevered. I can't well, and Adrian Richards agreeing with you on that on uh, Morgan Gibbs. Fair uh, enough, Adrian. My, my view on it is, it is that it, yeah, well, maybe we'll sell him, but you I, I'd like to see him given a chance, another opportunity. Would you give him then the first half of the season and use him as a, an impact sub? Is that what you're thinking is? Or would I, you I be playing him from the start? I just think he, like, what, I think he'd fit into that 4-2-3-1 uh, formation quite well. And he gives us something different. I, I, and we need to strengthen in the midfield area. And we've got someone there that's 12 goals and seven assists in the championship. So, for me, at, based off what he's done this season and what I've seen in the past, the glimpses that we've seen of him, and if he, I think he's been... I, I do think he's made mistakes as a young man does. And he, if he's grown up and toughened up and got better, I think he could be a big asset. But you don't know until we give him the chance. That's that's. I want to so, see. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him given another opportunity. But would you? I say, would you give him the opportunity then of playing the ninety minutes, or would you use him as a 15, 20 minutes Mate, up at the end of the second enough, half? If he's good enough, and it works in a formation. And he can play ninety minutes, and he's he's up to speed with it. Then I'd play anyone, but the the proof's in the pudding. It's like Chiquino. I've been we talked about this Chiquino, didn't we, last week? And I've been yeah. I've been harping on about Chiquino. For We've like not been using the last weeks. He's got he's got he's got an assist every twenty four minutes for or something that he's been on the pitch because he's so positive and direct. You know, yeah. you've got to, you know, he, he probably won't start, but I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a brilliant player for us as we go through. I think he's going to be fantastic. Morgan Gibbs White, I can see both arguments. I'm That's kind of on the leaning towards. I'd, okay, if, with what you've said, I'd, I'd be saying I'd be using him for the first part of the season before the September loan section comes into play. I think I would. Uh, I'd give him then that, that, those few weeks to see what he's like coming back yeah. from the bench. But if he, if he wasn't doing anything, he's, I'd, he's I'd lose kind him. of a marmite, isn't he? At the moment, he's kind of like a barometer. He's like a barometer. Trinkow's a bit like that. A barometer that swings left yeah, to right. When you see him, he's like the last two weeks we've been like, oh, forget him. And then before that, we was like, wow, you know, brilliant. And then like after the weekend, it's like that's you I see, see was. And more I think that change a little bit like that. I think that change of formation at the end. I think it put the, those players to, to a bit a bit too ease because they knew Chelsea weren't expecting that change. And I think that and I could think be that, I think that their start the style of play and the players that were on the pitch suited that formation. And it was great to see us take a positive step. And we put Chelsea to the sword. I mean, they literally, like I said before, they were literally on the ropes. Days, they, they, it yeah. just, it just, it, Paul said it was like a light switch that went on, and all of a sudden, it was all wolves. It was, it was brilliant. And of course, the last, getting that last minute win. I mean, talk me through it, um, Sam. From it, where it you came, were. from where I was standing, it came down on my right. Yeah. Okay. The ball was sent across. The cross was put in, and Cody just dove straight ahead of everybody. He, his head was above them, and it, we realised this. I saw his head hit it. It was in the back of the net before I, I could put yeah. the two together. The next thing I knew is Cody'd run in front of me, and he was about three people away on the right. Everybody dived on top of him, and it just went ballistic. 
So I was just totally unexpected. It was a brilliant first ball. Um, I think that was Chinkau who passed it across. Um, it was a brilliant ball across. Um, I missed it who was, set the ball in. It was Trinko. Was it, was it Trinko? Trinko got the ball and it was a first time yeah. pass out to Trinko who just literally... Literally just put it round, can, didn't he? The boy can cross a ball. Yeah. He can I, cross a ball. I think we should let him do the corners. Certainly oh, do. I, I, I think so. the corners. Neto delivers a decent corner. I know we've yeah. got Matinho, but... You know, remember Beckham? He used to have this flat used delivery. Used to bend it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he used to. He didn't loop up. It used to have this flat delivery, which is yeah. so hard to defend. Chinkau's got speed. that. He's exactly got the that. same speed. It seems to start very low and build as he gets towards the box, the six-yard box. And yeah, that's what players aren't expecting. I'm, I'm fed up of us playing these little short corners. That's one thing I don't like. They don't seem to get us anywhere other than back to the halfway We've line. We've done a lot less this year. But I, I think Chinko has got some pace on him as well. You saw for the first goal how he picked up um, the ball and he ran through the middle um, of the Chelsea midfield and he, he got away and was literally managed to get the ball out and then obviously got it to Trinko and Trinko's did that fantastic, um, brilliant uh, finish. What a strike that was to, for the goal. It was. I don't know if you've watched Super. my match vlog yet. I did, yeah, it? I watched that beforehand. We were looking at that sitting in the car on the Pattingham Road, waiting for the police and the ambulance to come and move the cars as I, I went off at quarter to eight to drop no, the lad back home. The bit with the Wolves fans on the right and the Chelsea yeah, fans on the left. On the left. It was great. Class, did, it when that, it's class when that we, happens. There was a lot of we, banter going backwards and forwards, I can tell you, from some of the well, we, we came out and the, the police and the stewards had segregated us coming down that little passage by the wall. And then it opened out and eventually they let us go whichever way we want. Uh, we were walking with Chelsea fans that had bothered to stay in the game. Um, we'd been having a bit of banter with one lad up in the upper tier corporate, yeah. got a bright orange shirt on. And yeah. uh, the banter going back the whole game about what the score was, and then when they scored, we were all like this. So he was giving us yeah, yeah. And it just went. Me, I don't really go in for the banter as such, but I was stood thinking. I was like thinking, but when the second one went in, I did do this. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> we, 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 we were sitting giving it the two-two, and. It went to two two, and they were like, "Sorry, everybody, I didn't want to offend anybody." But it was it was going on. Oh, cheers, thank you. <laughs> I don't mind the banter when it's it's good natured and it's funny and stuff like that. I just don't yeah. like it when it gets um, it gets ridiculous sometimes. When it gets when it gets um, to the point where it's derogatory and stuff like that, yeah. there's never a need for that. But like, no. there's a lot of good natured banter. And I say after the game, there's quite a few Chelsea fans because we were recording the. Uh, the instant reaction uh, after the game, after the Jobsworths had moved us, moved us onto the street, which was yeah. unbelievably crazy, and yeah. uh, with their yellow, um, you know, their glow tops their, on their jersey, yeah, they got it. You can't and, stand um, there. There's a lot of Chelsea fans that did come over and were saying fair play, and I, I, I admire them well, for the, that. You know, I think the, the the eventual bit we had with the lads that we walked down the road who uh, gave us the shortcut back to the coaches. Yeah, and they were spot on. We were only a few minutes from the coach down Imperial Road. The way they sent us, yeah. they they walked that way because they were parked on a I don't know some industrial estate that was close to it, and they were saying, "Well, if you'd have played the last 15, 20 minutes the way you so the end of the game the, for the first half said you'd have given us a full game, you'd have probably beaten us five two. 
Oh, definitely. That, that right. was It was going to going to win that at the end. It was like the Alamo at the end, but it was, it, yeah. it's like, where's it been for the last like four matches? It's like, where has it been? And it suddenly came back, but it's, it's good to see the team playing for each other. It's good to see us move the ball quick, playing with some confidence and passion, playing for the sure, because yeah. as we said before the game, as you probably saw on the, on the match vlog, it, we got to the result and I'll say it on socials, we just want to see some fight and passion for the shirt, some yeah. effort. Because we didn't, not saying we didn't. didn't try, but it didn't seem like it against Brighton. No, I think that the previous four games, we hadn't seen any. The heads had been down. And the comments on the beach and all the rest of it, um, they were given a short break, which I didn't agree to. Uh, I don't think that was the right thing to have done. As I said last week, I'd have had them back in training and doing that. But, it seemed to have had some impact. And the confidence uh, come flowing back into the yeah. side when the second when the first goal went in. I mean, I, I I don't agree where football footballers keep saying, "Oh, but we're getting tired." It's near the end. They're professional trust footballers that train for and get paid a lot of money. I, I don't see that bit about getting tired. You get tired after a game, okay? The next day you're up, you go into training, it refreshes you, and by the end of the week, you're up for it again. And I know when I used to do all my running and everything, training used to wear you out. The day of an event, you were hyped for it. You'd run your 100 metres and second, I'd used to come, or third, uh, a couple of times first, and you'd be elated. But then you'd collapse on the floor, absolutely knackered, and that was it. you go back two days later into your full training regime, and you were back again buzzing for the next meet. So they're the same. They're the same. And I watched, uh, I don't know if everybody saw Match of the Day extra, um, I can't remember who was on this week, but the lad was saying that he uh, they did one of these little podcasts with one of the lads, and he was saying he, he's into uh, gym training and stuff. Um, and other players aren't into it so much. In fact, they only do 15 minutes. And that amazes me because that was always part of any regime. Your gym work backs up your, your track work. So, surely it's the same for footballers. Your gym work backs up what you do out on the pitch. I'm guessing it is. I mean, they have these programmes, don't they, that go on and the way they eat and everything. But it was just great to see the energy and the passion and and the togetherness of the team and the fans and everyone happy. And here we are on Sunday night at the end of the week. It's on our faces. And it's such a difference because we don't want to have a go at the team. We don't want to... I mean, I ain't... You know, I'm quite a positive guy. Generally speaking, I'm, I've got a channel and it's my job as part of the channel to, to try and reflect the mood. And when you haven't seen the performances, even me, and I'm probably one of the, you know, happy clappers, whatever it is people want to call me, whatever, I'm trying to be positive. It, you can't accept a performance where, you know, I, I mean, we did, I did say when Brighton beat West Ham, Man United 4, it made me feel a little yeah. bit better about last yeah. week. But, you know, it was just good to see us back. And if we can carry that on into the remainder of the season now, you know, no matter what thing, if we just want to see us play, then great. I mean, looking ahead to the City and the Norwich game, uh, Sam? I I think, yeah, I've got this feeling that we could do something against City at home. We're going to have 31,000 Wolves fans in that stadium cheering them on. There's only going to be, what, Two and a half thousand City fans, um, if they're lucky. Uh, but having a look at their stadium today, they don't turn up for their home games. So I don't think they'll they'll fill the uh, Steve Ball lower anyway. 
especially on a Wednesday night. So I think we've got the upper advantage there and we'll be behind the team from the, the kickoff. Norwich is my worry. We just don't perform against teams at the bottom of the table. And the relegated teams have got nothing to play for now, nothing to prove. I think Carl said we've taken one point out of the bottom four. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous, like isn't it? It's crazy. Is a, I mean, a, a crazy start. The only thing I want to do, I want to see how Pookie plays um, on on Sat on Sunday, I should say. I want to see how he plays because I'm thinking he'd be a player that I'd be quite interested in. Um and again, I, I want to see the uh, the City players. I love seeing Kevin De Bruyne play. God, that would be an absolute brilliant sign if you could ever pry him away from City. What a player. I know. You're never, never going to do it. Never, I don't think we'd, don't want, think we'd ever splash 100 million. Would we would get Calvin De Bruyne. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, what, or whatever. I yeah. don't know. But, mate, I mean, yeah, we've got to think. I'm, going to, I'm feeling positive about it. Um, you know, I feel a lot more positive now. I'm going to, we're going to go there. You know that the Molyneux crowd are going to be up for it. We're going to go yeah. for it. Wolves, at the end of the day, both City and Liverpool have got to play Wolves. Wolves could be the kingmakers. We, we could be the deciding team on which one of those two teams actually takes the title. I mean, City have obviously had a cracking game today and gone three points ahead. They've got two more goals now than Liverpool, so I'm watching on that. Yeah. So, if we can beat City um, and Liverpool win by 1-0 or 2-0, they'll be equal on the top place. And yeah. else. So, yeah. that'll be interesting. Norwich... Ideally, we've got to take three points ourselves just for our own. The question is, someone's asked, do you think a three points will get us eighth? I think we're going to get eighth. Um, I've looked at the table. I know Adrian said Brighton keeping up. I say I've played 36 points. Uh, yeah, Leicester yeah. have got four games in hand, but they're down in thing. I, I, it's going to, it, you know, even if we don't get another point, I, I'm still thinking we might just hang on to eighth. It's crazy to think, but I do think we'll pick up points. I think... We'll definitely. I'm feeling a lot more positive. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to beat City well, on Wednesday night. My own thought. I mean, United have only got one game left, haven't they? United have got. I tell you, you might yeah. laugh. You might laugh at laugh at this, but Southampton ain't safe. They've got no. to play Leicester away, I think, and Liverpool. They've yeah. got forty points. Depending on what the other three do, that they, they've only got two games <laughs> left. You I'm know, sure. I think I've only got one match left I, as well, from what I can see. So who I, knows? I think I think Everton might have rescued themselves at the bottom. Uh, well, it's, it's definitely looking that way. Sadly, I think it's Lee. I There's think no it's Leeds. To any Everton fans, but like I just think you'd like a taste of the championship. But Leeds, yeah. there's the old song in it. Leeds, Leeds are falling, falling apart. apart. Well, they've been singing it. it, and they actually yeah. are. Yeah, and they've Although been singing they did, it about us. Well, they did. So, you know, and, and that would be another team that would go down that we've tried to help stay up, like Huddersfield. Huddersfield could come Huddersfield. back. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mind you, having said that, Luton might come up and their ground only holds 10,300. Ah, uh, not, not Luton. Another Bournemouth. Another Bournemouth. Another Bournemouth. I'm struggling to get tickets. Well, no, we I want Forest. I want Forest. Oh no, they can stay in the championship for no, me. I want Forest because it's local and there's a. I know it's local. Yeah, I, I think that I think the big loss for our Midlands football and the East and West Midlands is Derby dropping down to League One. Mate, League One is League One is literally the hardest league to get of Premier League clubs. Yeah, you've got yeah. Sheffield Wednesday and Sunderland. One of them is going to stay down because they're playing each other in the uh, 
in yeah. the semi-final of the uh, the playoffs. Derby next year, Ipswich, Charlton, Bolton, Portsmouth. I mean, that's six, seven, eight teams. Yeah, you can name Premier just League, what you said. Premier League teams. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's tragic, but it's all about the money in football these days. And if they haven't got it, they can't keep up, can they? No, I think, well, I think we're lucky enough that we've had some money put into the club, and it's it's sustained us now. This will be our one of our best runs since the Premier League's been formed. This will be our best uh, run in the Premier League. I mean, four years. We'll be going into our fifth year. I think with the old Division One, two to four, um, I think our runs were a lot longer, weren't they, in the fifties and the sixties, and prior to that. But well, there, there, there was, and I'll tell you what, the summer's going to be a really interesting one. We're obviously going to be talking more about that in the upcoming uh, podcast. Um, the, the next extra time will be after the uh, the Norwich game because I haven't got time to fit it in uh, in between City and um, and um, Norwich, and, yeah. and things. So that will be, so we'll be talking about both those games. So hopefully we've got a smile on our face again next week. And then, obviously, we'll be looking forward to the final match of the season. And we'll have a very good idea, at that point, what the state of play is, uh, yeah. both in Wolves' ambitions of qualifying for Europe and the eighth place thing, which, obviously, after West Ham's result today, it's been pushed away. And, of course, the title race and what Wolves' yeah. impact can have on that. But we'll wait and see. Wait and see. That's it. I think, from our point of view, we've got to take... Nine points out of the three games if we want any chance of getting European football. And I can't actually see that now. I think Man United are going to end up in the, the Europa League. I don't think they're going to sustain it. Uh, yeah. But as you've said before, there are teams coming up on us. And uh, West Ham were the uh, the big one that we never expected to sustain their season. No, so, they've got, I think West Ham have got to play Man City or Liverpool as well, I think. Yeah. Producer probably knows. Uh, on that. Anyway, at that point, guys, I'm just going to say it's uh, not as long as the last one. It's an hour and 44, which is still a good a good session. It's been a great old chinwag. We're literally happy. Thank you for everyone that's contributed in the chat. Before you drop off, please smash a like on the video. Let's see whether we can get over 100 likes and leave some comments. Please feel to share it. If you're watching it back, uh, do the same. I really hope you, if you're watching it on Catch Up. And of course, if you're listening to it, on the Always Walls podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, loads coming up. Uh, obviously, soon we'll be having the pre-match uh, match preview for Man City. We've got the match vlog for that. We've got the reactions coming up. And then we're looking ahead to There's Lots of content coming up this week before we then look ahead to the final match of the season against Liverpool. Tonight, we've got smiles on our face. The hope is back in our heart. The joy is back uh, in every Wolves fan. A 97th minute equaliser by captain fantastic Connor Cody and also seeing the likes of Chiquino and Trincao play with some vigour and vile. Absolutely fantastic. And until the next one uh, from myself and, and everyone who's been on, Lucy, Paul, um, Speedy and Sam and myself always wolves
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.